0: There's hope even in death. Whenever Jesus was coming back to Jerusalem, and that last time we celebrated Palm Sunday, last Sunday, as he he was approaching Jerusalem, he did the most probably the most spectacular miracle of all of his ministry when he raised Lazarus from the dead. And when he approached one of Lazarus' sisters, he said this. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Amen. There's hope for us, and there's hope for those people who've passed on before us. It's not only that. It's not only that we have hope in this life that's to come. It's not just the fact that we have a life that's never-ending. That actually sounds a little exhausting to me, to to tell you the truth, right? Just a a never-ending life, you know, okay, kind of sounds great. It also sounds really tiring to me. Maybe I'm just tired as I get a little older. But uh, anyway, as, but, but it's not just that kind of life. It, it's not just hope for life that, that never ends. It's hope that for a life that you and I were created for, and what that means is, 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 is what we're promised is a life for the life that we were created for, which is to be in the presence and in the company of our Creator forever. Amen? It's not just an everlasting life. It's an eternal life that we get to be with our creator, with our father who loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. Amen. Jesus said when, on that evening there when he met with his disciples, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I think that's great. I am going there to prepare a place for you. One day you and I will get to be in heaven and reunited with our loved ones. But even more importantly, We're going to get to be with the glorious King who saved us. Amen. Who loved us and thought of us so much. Who is so, if I can use the word, obsessed with us. That he spent all of of history making a plan to redeem you and me. It's an incredible story. An incredible story about uh, our hero, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the plan that was carried out of the fathers to redeem us and to save us and to bring us back into fellowship with him. The next thing I want to tell you is not only is there hope in Jesus' death there's, or in Jesus' resurrection, there's also victory. And, and what I mean is, is that there's victory when Jesus came back from the dead. It meant that God accepted his sacrifice for us, right? In, in the gospel, it's unlike any other story, it's unlike any other religion, is that God came and he himself sacrificed on behalf of people, Right? Uh, instead of the other way around, people sacrificing for, for their God. Um, in, in the gospel, we have God sacrificing himself for his people so that he might die a substitutionary death. In Second Corinthians, Paul wrote this, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When God raised the Lord Jesus back from the dead, when he resurrected him, it was a statement for, that would ring out from that moment for all time to say, I have accepted your sacrifice. And now everyone who places their hope and, and their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in his substitutionary death for them, their sin, their shame, their guilt, the darkness of their hearts, the darkness in your heart, the darkness in my heart, absolutely forgiven completely wiped out, a new beginning for us, a new life for us for anyone who would come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the way Paul puts it in Colossians chapter 2 when it talks about Jesus triumphing over our sin. In Colossians chapter 2, Paul wrote this, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ He forgave us all our sins and canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. See, God took it. was like he took the Old Testament that was opposed to you and I and to show that, you know, the, the Old Testament standards up here, and, and Jesus, you know, went in, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, and he said, you think the standard's here? It's actually up here. It has to do with your motives. And it has to do with your thoughts. It's not just your actions and your behaviors. It's much higher than, than that. And you and I always fell short over and over and again. And what this passage that Paul writes in Colossians says is that he took that written code, that stood opposed to us, and he nailed it to the cross and put it away for us. And he says, I'm not counting that against them, but instead you and I have grace and forgiveness in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he was raised from the dead, it was the biggest exclamation point in all of history where God said, it is finished, it is done, I've put away their sin, And when the Lord Jesus was raised, it was just proof that God accepted his sin, that you and I would have forgiveness when we believe and trust in him. Amen. Amen. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have hope. There is hope for you in the presence of God. There is hope for forgiveness of your sin. There is hope for you for a new start. There is hope for you for a restored relationship with your father that was broken. I want to ask you this morning, have you trusted him? Have you come to believe in what Jesus did on the cross? Have you come to the point where you've accepted and believed that, that Jesus really did come and, and he died not just for the world's sins but for mine? Have you come to that place in your life? Have you come to know him as your savior? Have you come, have you come to know him as your king? Would you bow your heads with me and let's pray together? Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come this morning and we remember your sacrifice, we remember what happened on Friday when you were betrayed, when you were beaten, when you were mocked and spit upon, and ultimately when you were crucified and died. But Lord, we also celebrate because the grave could not hold you. You are the King of glory. You are the king who's been triumphant over sin. You're the king who's triumphant over every spiritual power. You're the king who's triumphant over all the darkness of, 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 of our sin, all the schemes, all the, all the darkness of the enemy, Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ proved himself in power to be triumphant and the victorious king over all. So, Lord Jesus, we worship you this morning, and rightly so. You are the king of glory. Lord, I pray this morning, if there's anyone here who does not know you, who has not come to believe for themselves that you died for their sin. I pray this morning you would send your Holy Spirit to convince them of this truth, that you came to die for their sins. And you were raised again to prove the fact that your sacrifice was accepted. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for providing hope for us in our lives, hope for us in relationships, hope for us that we have a future with you, hope for us that even in death, Lord God, we have hope. Thank you for this blessed day, Lord God. I pray your blessings on those who have attended with us today, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, as we, as we go out and as we leave here this week, Father, I pray that these truths would just be burned in our minds and our hearts, that we might be, be drawn or driven, Lord God, to share this story of what you've done in our lives so that the people around us also might be saved. It's in the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Listen, if you've not come to the point where you've come to believe or accept for the fact that the Lord Jesus died for you, that his sacrifice was for you, I'd like to visit with you this morning just right after the service. With that, we're going to dismiss, and uh, I pray you guys have a great week. Thank you very much.